0: Welcome back guys to the Not Just a Picking Gold podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey. And today I have the wonderful Mia Blair, who I've actually bumped into about a million times at shows, but we never actually get a chance to like properly talk. So I'm really looking forward to getting to know more about Mia, what she's been up to, her competing plans. And we're going to be talking a lot of like wellness stuff, which obviously is completely off my radar, but a girl can dream. So welcome (laughs) chick.
1: to the podcast thank you very much being like a motherfucker it's mad (laughs) yes it's absolutely boiling i'm sweating to death. i'm the sort of person that i like heat i just can't handle it yeah like i've got about well i've got two fans on the go one's on full blast if i turn the other one i not be able to hear me and i've got beads of sweat dripping from my head which is not ideal. (laughs) it's a vibe it's a
0: vibe but i feel like whether it is indian food or like the heat, I just can't handle heat at all. But hopefully should be all good before internet and everything. But you got your ticket to compete in Texas in December, by the way. Can we just put it out there? Which is like absolutely crazy <laughs> with GBO and FM UK. So obviously that's when I kind of like bumped into you. And you weren't planning on I remember you saying, I was like, what are you doing here? You're like, yeah, I wasn't planning on doing this show. And I was like, what? So how do you go? Like, was it kind of on the radar like would you like when did you start your prep this year? Talk to me about that and we can kind of go from there.
1: Okay, so I started my prep in March and initially I was prepping for two bros the 25th of June, and then I decided that my first pro qualifier was going to be the 23rd of July in Finland. So then I decided to push my like uh, regional back. And then it got to, I did want to do like a few shows before, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to like peak until I actually got to like the two bros one, like, well, the pro qualifiers specifically. But yeah, so it got to about, I don't know, like 10 weeks out from the 19th of June. And then Joe said like, oh, I'll start prep too. And we'll, we'll do a couple of shows together. And then it wasn't literally till the week before the NFM show that I was like, like, I, Joe was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not in condition. I'm nowhere near any where I need to be. Like, and I don't want to start my season off like on, on the back foot. Like, I don't want to I can't be like disappointed with the result because I'm not in condition. So I was convinced I was going to lose, but he taught me into doing it. So I was like, right, fine. Uh, just to keep him happy, to be honest. And then, yeah, I actually could not believe. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, I never knew I was going to win. I was genuinely in shock. Like, to to win the class is one thing, but to win the overall, I was, I was like, I have no, I have no words. I've no words. Still, like, I just can't believe that 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 happened. It's nuts, but I'm so grateful and I'm so excited go to Texas at the end of the year. It's like once a lifetime, isn't it, so. Ridiculous. Like the fact that they fund your ticket
0: accommodation, I'm just like, just, I don't know how Sookie does it, but it, it's- Yeah.
1: Cool. Have you seen that house too? The house that they're putting us up in? Yeah, it's, it's so nice. That, are you guys going to be doing like MTV Cribs there or some shit? I'm just <laughs> like- <laughs> It's so nice, I can't wait. And it's kind of like changed my plans for the full season. Yeah, like, obviously, I'm not, well, for one, I'm not actually doing that pro qualifier anymore or any pro qualifiers for that matter. I'm just enjoying a full season, like, on the amateur scene and, like, without the pressure. Like, last year was my first season and, like, all of a sudden I had all this pressure of, like, because cause at first like, I went into competing, like, I knew there was a pro card and I did want it, but I had no, like, specific timeline of I need to get it by this date because... I started off in the bikini division for one, which I'd actually stopped training legs for. Hang on, what? I, I can't even think of right. <laughs> <In the> bikini? <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, so literally, so my actual start, I started prepping for my first show in like 2018. It was like in the November and I was meant to compete the following year, but then like lockdown happened. Well, yeah, lockdown happened. So I was like three weeks up for my first show and I was I was tiny. And then, obviously, lockdown happened. I had nothing else to do but train. So I was just training, like, twice a day, but, like, doing insane cardio too. I was, like, going hiking. Then I'd come back, get on the bike, go out, and then I was literally everywhere, like, just doing weights for fun because I just had nothing to do. Um, and I ended up outgrowing, like, the bikini division. Now, I've had competed... If if PCA was on at the end of that year, so only two bros was on, I think we did just the British champs. But in lockdown, I thought, like... I said to my coach at the time, which is Joe Ballinger, he was like, right, you've outgrown bikini. So, like, you can either do bikini trained and do PCA, like, next year, or you can try and do wellness. So I was like, oh, okay, wellness sounds cool. Like, so I wanted to do powerlifting too. So I was like, yeah, this, this is going to be great. So then I started, like, prepping for doing the British uh, at the end of that year. And then I was looking at the likes of, like, Ellis and Ellis Sharp and, um, like vegan I was just like oh I can't I can't compete with these girls like these girls are stacked I, I'm just tiny like I just can't do it and looking back I I was so I wasn't like wrong to think that but yeah I was uh I it just completely psyched me out and I just I said like oh I'm not competing like I'm, I'm either gonna like try and shrink down into bikini because I'm only a little bit away from where I need to be or I'll grow into wellness but I thought okay bikini's a lot more achievable for me right now, because in my head, losing muscle was gonna be way easier than trying to build a load. So I was like, right. And then from literally July to March the following year, so March last year, I didn't train legs. Like I would literally go into the gym once a week, do a few pump sessions. Like it was absolutely nothing. So much wasted time. And then I did my first competition in, uh, so I think it was like the 18th of April or something like that last year and I literally got on stage, competed in bikini first timers, got first call out in the middle, then got moved to the outside and then went off and then because the, they do all the classes and then the results, well they did at that time, so then, um, oh they still do that, now actually, yeah so then I got, I went back on for juniors, there was like four of us, then went off, and then they literally stopped the show and there was oh no sorry so before they did the open we went on for the results I didn't place in first timers and like that was the only time I've ever got on stage and I was so confident like I was I, in the lead up to that show I was looking at like people's Instagrams which I don't do anymore but I was looking and I was thinking like hang on a second I'm I was saying to Joe like I'm way bigger than these girls like like this short, because I, I I'm a first time. I have no idea like really what's going on. I'm just thinking like I'm a lot more developed than these girls. Like, yeah. surely this isn't right. And he was just like, no, 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 like it'll go in your favor, blah, blah. And the thing that made the biggest difference was I didn't do any of my check-ins in heels. Now, if I look back at my pictures, I was like, I'll just look like a little stick. And then it got to show day and I put my heels on and my conscience my just went boom. And I was like, so yeah, like, this, like. so then anyway, I got, on, I got on stage and I was getting the results and I was so confident that I was going to win this class. I was so confident. And then I didn't place and I was like, I literally wanted the ground to swallow me up. I just wanted to get out of there. Like, I just wanted to cover up. I just felt so like horrible, like it was awful. And then I had to get back on for juniors and I was just thinking like, why am I Why am I doing this? Like, cause it's the same. It's pretty much the same girls again. Like, there's no point. Didn't place. And there was obviously only four in the class, so I was the only one still at the back like that. So the worst feeling ever. And then I got off stage and I just said, I was like, I'm not going to go and do the open class now. Like, clearly I'm not what they want. So like, just forget it. I'm not doing it. And they stopped the whole show in the middle of the live stream. And Paul Crook, the uh, head judge, came backstage and Ian, and they were like, we absolutely love like how you look, but you're just in the wrong class. Now, by that time, wellness had already been on. So there was only bikini like left. That was the last class of the day. So luckily, because my first show was cancelled, there was another show on the very next day um so i was able to come back the next day and do wellness and then i won the juniors won the open and then i didn't win the overall like this th- i think her name was victoria like absolutely huge girl you yeah yes. like huge <laughs> she won the overall in that show she and then was the ridiculous. On the like
0: she was yeah. a farmer as well and i was just like where are these first timers coming from? Like are they <laughs> being built in like these mutant labs? And I'm just like, I haven't got the memo. Thank like, you. I remember that. I
1: know. it's huge. Yeah, she's huge anyway. So yeah, I didn't I didn't win the overall in that class. So yeah, I'd literally spent like almost eight months trying to lose muscle. That I'd built, so that was a waste of time. And then obviously losing it was a waste of time for me to be a bikini athlete for a whole 24 hours and then before I'm, I'm in the wellness division. So I was like, sorry. oh sorry, not
0: don't I swear all the time mate It's fine. Okay. <laughs> but isn't it funny though? It's kind of you can be like, Yeah, you know, I did that. Like, you know, you have to give that list of things you've got to tip before you die. You and it's like <laughs> be a bikini athlete, you're like, Yep, 24 hours, now just. <laughs> is it interesting though, how like you hear a lot of people have this dilemma or this situation like probably a little bit later on where you know potentially they've gone pro in bikini but now they're getting to the point where they actually have to be so careful to the point that it's just going to throw them off completely so it's kind of I guess in a way it's kind of like a blessing in disguise has happened to you now instead of later because I don't know like what was it like training that way because obviously i've never had to train like that but from what i've heard from people it's shit
1: it is honestly so demotivating like you just feel like like oh it's like day, like it's just like because you're not doing anything like them pump sessions that you have in peak week it's like imagine doing that for eight months like it's, just, it's mind-numbing like mm. and like i'm always so i was always so scared to like because the whole reason why i've Outgrew bikini is because I like to train hard, and so the whole my whole enjoyment of the gym was then taken away, and I'd the only thing I could train hard was shoulders. And then I got the feedback that my shoulders were too big, so I was like, "Oh, this is just like, <laughs> no good."
0: I feel I, I feel for um especially the pros that are in those sort of situations because I guess you kind of have to weigh up. Well, what do I want more? Do I want to win, or do I want to sacrifice like the enjoyment and like the mental kind of game because that is kind of like a more of a mental game but just on the complete like flip side it must be interesting but then if you want to say for example a bikini girl she's like borderline wellness but she's not she's gonna have to take out like four or five years to then get into wellness like what a bloody that you would just feel like you're just stuck between like a rock and a hard placement
1: yeah 100% and I've seen a few pros like transition to wellness now and Like, I think there has to be unless you are prepared to take like a considerable amount of time away, you've got to be like genetically like you can't just be a really well built bikini athlete. That's right on the tip and then just move into wellness in like 18 months, like there's got to be some kind of genetic age there. Like you've got to have that like genetic ability to put that amount of tissue on. Otherwise, you're looking at taking like so much time out. so yeah, I'm definitely glad that like it happened to me when it did. I would have preferred it in a different way, like a way that wasn't didn't knock my confidence for, forever. But um yeah, because I still not kind of recovered. I've I've never got on siege like from that moment. I've been confident, like in any way. Yeah, like it really, really knocked my confidence more than I could ever imagine.
0: Yeah. From how you felt then. How does that then play into how you feel now? Like what, because there must be like similarities or commonalities that then make, like, because everything's like a trigger in a way when you have these thoughts. It's like, what do you, what what is going through your head and what happened then? And then what happens similarly now? Can you start to see anything that starts to like come into play? Maybe it's during peak week or show day. Like, do you preempt it in a way? Like, talk to me about that. Because I thought like that's quite an interesting, like, mentality not mentality but I, it's like i've never heard it before but yeah
1: like, it's to, to be honest i'm just like so hard on myself like like joe says, all like she wants to shake me and like he's like to kind of like show show myself how other people see me that's how, how he describes it but like there's no I don't know, like I'll just constantly tell myself that I'm not good enough. I'm I'm not saying that's a good thing to do. Like that's not my advice, obviously. But yeah, it's just um it kind of keeps me on my toes because I'm always trying so hard because to to make sure I never have to feel like that ever again. And I haven't done. But equally, I don't think I've ever been like forget about the result. I don't think I've ever been looked in the mirror and been as happy with how I look like since coming into the wellness division as I did that day as a bikini athlete and it is down to conditioning now don't get me wrong I I do absolutely everything that I'm told to do but since that show I don't think I've ever been as lean as I should be and that massively plays into the lack of confidence because had I ever started the season like in condition I wouldn't have gone into every show like feeling like crap, like, oh, I don't even know why I'm doing it, like blah blah blah. Because getting a gold trophy to to put on my shelf to gather dust is not what I do this for. It's like getting on stage and being like so happy and like being being able to present all my hard work and like it's having that end that end result for yourself rather than what somebody thinks you you look like. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? So I I um I would much rather like get on stage be a hundred percent happy with how i look and not win than get on stage being 85 percent feeling like crap every single day dreading actual stage experience and then winning at the end and it's like oh oh great do you know what i mean it's so much less like i don't know i i've, I've really struggled with every show this season for that reason and that's why i'm not doing a pro qualifier because i've like, even though I've won everything I've done this season, I've not felt happy with how I've looked even once. So yeah, I just, I feel like going for the pro card, you have to be, you have to mentally be be ready as as well as everything else. think you'll ever be ready though to turn pro? No. I, I, know I, don't think, I
0: don't think anyone is. I think even if people think they're ready, I don't think no, no one's ready. I don't personally think anyone's ever ready, but you've just sometimes just go go
1: go. Oh, fuck it.
0: Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> I know what you mean. I think that everyone who enters a pro qualifier, though, thinks they have a chance. Whereas like in every time I've done it, it's been like, oh, I've been told to do it. So I'll just take everyone's advice rather than thinking, yes, me, you can actually do this. It's Such a negative mindset to have, but it all stemmed from that one show. And I've mm-hmm. not been able to shake it ever since. What was your, because you said you had expectations, like you had a level of confidence,
0: because you you said you went into that first show with not like maybe high expectations, I don't know, but like you were yeah. very, what made you confident about that show before all the results happened, before anything? Like what made that a good experience? What are the good positive associations you've got before what happens on
1: that show day? So, well for the reason the reason why I was confident is actually the reason why I didn't place ironically it and it was how much more tissue I had than everybody else because like I was looking at myself thinking like there was no way in hell I would ever do well in the wellness category with that current look and I knew that like generally the bikini athletes I, I was looking at and that I was going to be competing against were very very like thin and not not very well built in the nicest possible way I'm not like trying to be offensive in any way because I was overbuilt they were right obviously I, I but I'd never competed before so I didn't fully understand
0: he must that. The ass it's fine her huh? it's fine <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but yeah obviously I was speaking to Joe about it and I said like I'd flagged the fact that I am obviously bigger than everyone else but I I wasn't like t- both like joe and everyone else. you can't know what you're gonna look like until you get on stage at the end of the day and not just joe but like people i'd spoke to because he he'd asked for advice to like do you think like my athlete is a little bit too built for bikini bulba and everyone was like no 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 like she's gonna win this 100 like and i was just told over and over again i'm gonna win gonna win gonna win gonna win so you go in with this confidence like gonna win i was expecting to win it all And then I didn't place and I was just like, oh, my God, like, there's no worse feeling.
0: It's a tough one, but I do think the way I see, I've never done a pro qualifier, but the way I see pro qualifiers and like just generally entering shows is same way. I'm not encouraging gambling, but I'm just saying like, you've just got to fucking throw the dice. I know uh, just uh, gotta throw literally like don't feel the fear and do it. Don't even like think about anything more than I'm just gonna throw the dice. Yeah, just gonna throw a fiver on that pro-qualifier and just see what what fucking spins. And if it doesn't go, yeah, cool, that's all right. Yeah, no worries. And then just move on. And then just throw another dice. Like I think that's the way if I was the, gonna do a pro-qualifier, I'd be like, just gonna throw the dice. <laughs> that's no, what I do with all my no, fucking shows. It's like I'm just gonna throw the dice. <laughs>
1: Like okay. forget no, that is the the right way to be. Do you know what? If Instagram didn't exist, I would enjoy bodybuilding even more. Like because like it takes that pressure out of it. I can't honestly, just I can't tell you how many messages I get, and it's it's so sweet and I love it. But pro card pending, pro card pending, pro card pending, and yeah. it, it's literally like, oh my god, please stop. Because like I want the pro card for me, but like at the same time, I don't want. To everyone's expectation because it just literally yeah. burns my head out like yeah. I just can't cope um, and like I've, I've enjoyed prep and just the whole process so much more since saying right I'm not going to do any pro qualifiers because I and now like and it should be like that all the time there shouldn't be that constant pressure so yeah as much as it I do want to have that just throw the dice mindset it's just like I'm constantly thinking like oh if I don't do it if I don't do it if I don't do it so yeah, I my advice I agree hundred percent is just enjoy it and who cares about the result? Just do your best. But when you, you get on stage and you're not your best, it's like a double, double whammy. Yeah, it's like a completely like
0: a complete. What about? I feel like with like the pro car pending stuff, and you know I have this thing where like I hate people telling me you're smashing it. Fucking hate yeah, it. <laughs> awful. Yeah. Which is awful because like you know their intentions are good. You know that yeah. against the are good. You're not hating on them, but it's just—it's <laughs> not on them. It's like whatever, whatever doubts or insecurities or stuff that we all that we've brought before competing, and obviously it's come into competing. Or whatever, like something does it flicks a switch in you sometimes, you to get triggered. And you're like, whoa, what the, Why am I reacting like
1: that for? Like, yeah, like I know. It? it is like this, them. Them words of encouragement. Which in some days you need it, just adds so much pressure to the situation that isn't needed. Mate, uh, that's why I did a secret prep last year, because I
0: thought I actually can't. I, I just thought I'm already kind of like pushing myself anyway by being post-COVID and I was bad COVID, like and everything else I had going on. I thought, I'm I like if I feel like if I put the things out on Instagram, I said I feel like I'm just gonna be on overload and then that's it, I'll I'll flunk. I just won't yeah. be able to do it like I don't think I would ever really unless I was in a different headspace I don't know but I can never see myself doing like an open prep anymore more for that reason because I I can't I can't deal with it even though I know it's lovely it's just something I've got inside my own head that I'm just like nah brain just like goes on shut down
1: I completely agree and you know what like I, I think next time around I am 100% going to do a secret prep like there's no, I did to be honest, I didn't actually post about, I think I posted like three things anyway this prep, but once you put it out there that like you started prep, I don't even think I did it, I think LRF put it on their page and I was like oh cats out of the bag now, it's too late, but yeah like 100% even I think not having an exact show date in mind it is good to have like the clarity like so you know where you're working to but for me i'm just going to pick a show month and then prep yeah and just like you know when i'm in condition when i'm actually 100 ready then i'll get on stage and see what shows around that time then you throw the dice then you throw the dice. That's what I mean. Good. That's you don't sense. say this, if you don't say that phrase after this
0: podcast, I'm going to have But I, I completely agree, madam You've just got to pick a show month. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Has everyone fucking seen how many show days there are this year? I don't think you're going to have a meltdown if you don't get that show. Because trust me, yeah. like, tomorrow there'll be another one. And then next week there'll be about five again. <laughs> so do you know what I mean? Like, it's it, it's... Yeah. Not sure. ideal situation for competitors because like well there's negatives of having that many shows but like there's also positives in that sense that like it doesn't matter where like back in 2018-17 you'd have to really be tactical because there's maybe like one a month from like that federation yeah. if you were lucky so yeah, yeah that, been-
1: that's definitely a good thing now there is so many shows so many federations now and they, they keep like popping up like fitx last year and then miss fitness this year and and i think like the new federations are actually so good like i think everyone is really trying to think about the athlete experience now fitx miss fitness i've completely i think with everyone now yeah pretty much but i and i've like every i'm not gonna say which one doesn't but every federation seems to like really like I don't know, make a huge effort for the athletes, like with the goodie bags and like, you know, little tiaras and like the trophies are really cute. And yeah,
0: I do, I do generally think Suki for NFM UK has led the way with that. Cause I remember when I set up Compact 2018, he literally started NFM that same year. And like, we support each other. Yeah, we're we're like, oh, geez, mum, we're getting old. Um, But we support (laughs) each other from the beginning. And he has always done this, like, always. And gone way overboard. And it's been fucking it, I've I've loved every moment of it, but it's so funny. Like the more and more he grew, and the more and more everyone started, it's people started to clock on. I've personally found it interesting how like the whole industry responded as a whole. And obviously, we've got like FitEx that came like last year. So I definitely feel you like it's been an interesting like change since obviously COVID, and just like generally how many federations there are, because I think it has opened up like a bit maybe a bit more like not competitiveness but maybe federations are starting to realize that they can't just kind of like sit and be like oh this is fine they have to really like make sure they're on it pretty much yeah so I want to kind of touch a little bit more on like that pro card pressure because I I do think that has come around a lot more over the past few years I think obviously with like two bros coming in and like that that used to be something that like was kind of just like this it was dust like you net you there was no chance there was very very little chance you would get it like back in the day UK BFF days you one well, they might offer one pro card that year but eat like if not then got to wait till next year two yeah. rows came in I think that accessibility and seeing so many more people get it as obviously like it made people go oh like that's a lot it's not this thing that's so far away now this is actually something which is a bit more closer which again is amazing but then I think it does bring that um because I've thought about it myself everyone's like do you want to pro card jazz I'm like I don't really know if I do like when I sit and think about it like it's closer and
1: everyone else wants it so I'm like oh maybe I do want it yeah yeah 100% I feel like it's definitely I think Instagram is also like because people want to be a bikini athlete just to put it in their bio and just to get cute show day pictures. and like, I still like obviously as soon as because I've had first timers start with me and obviously 100% they should be aiming for the stars. But like without even stepping on stage once like I want to be an IFBB pro. And like they just decided they wanted to compete last week. And it's just like it's, it's mental it's like so it's a it's a good thing. Like it's definitely a good thing. But yeah, it's with every new person or how with every like kind of the bigger it gets the more pressure there is and I feel like it's not as bad with I think it's a lot more attainable in the wellness division than the bikini division because there's a lot less athletes and the standard is a lot lower but again not ideal for me because that's just even more pressure because then you're looking at like a, a small pool of wellness athletes that are At the level to get it, and I to be honest, if I think about the top level wellness athletes in the UK, I wouldn't even put myself in that bracket because there's more. I think like for for the well, for example, I've not got into the condition that I need to this year, so that straight away would, in my opinion, like looking at it objectively, puts me on on like out of that bracket. But yeah, I feel like you're fishing in a much smaller pond, so like the spotlight is kind of on like a handful of people, whereas in the big Bikini division there's a lot more but yeah it's 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 a pressure that I could definitely do without and enjoy the process a lot more if I didn't have and that's why i'm glad i'm just not doing it this year. I'm not even going to do any of the finals like the PCA or or fitx or anything I'm just going to focus on that America show and like. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go watch the Olympia too because I'm already in Texas yeah. and the is like the next week. So well, two I think two weeks later, ten days. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that. But yeah, I, I feel so much better about not having that that external pressure.
0: Like the other thing I wanted to mention as well, leading on from this pro card discussion, and it's something that me and Joe have spoken about. It's like are there there are some people and there's like. I'm going to sound like a dickhead when I say this, but I'm saying this because I'm one of these people. Some people, doesn't matter, like, how much they focus on it or maybe how many drugs they take, whatever the fuck they want to do, some people still won't get their pro card because there are some people that, like, you know, there are the genetic freaks that won't in, or yeah, they've got the great structure and then they've got that work ethic and they've got the potential. Whereas there are some people I personally believe are chasing a pro card when actually, and it's not discrediting them because they're a fucking sick competitor, but it does kind of play in my head thinking I'm worried about what they are doing or the sacrifices they are making for something that potentially won't come. And like, that sounds harsh, but like this is a discussion that me and Joe had and Joe's like, well, are you, you know, you're not a genetic freak jazz. I'm like, yeah, I know that. Thank you. But like, he's he's brutal, but he's honest. And he's like, okay, well, if you wanted, for example, say you wanted like IFU bikini pro, I was like, yeah. He's like, you're probably going to have to take a lot of drugs just because like you've done natural for so long and this is where you've got to. I'm like, yeah, that's true. So for me, it's just, for me, it's weighing it in my head going like, do I, like, do I, yeah, I'd like it, but do I want it that bad enough? No. I personally don't. Yes. Like, and like it's okay to not want it. Like some I think what the point I'm trying to get across, and this is something that I have seen a lot at the moment, is people are forgetting there. So for me, I think there's like three types of competitors in this industry, right? There's person A, who's like really wants a pro card, it's got the potential, got the work ethic. Like they they should go balls to walls. Yeah. No about it. There's person B that's like I'm kind of not sure, but I think I do. But I like they're kind of in like this middle ground. And then there's person C that I don't really think person C got like, get a lot of coverage. But it's person C that's like, do you know what? I'm not even fucking bothered. Like, I just want to have fun. Yeah. And this is a hobby. And I'm happy for this just to be a hobby and to stay a hobby. Like, I'm not, it's not a case I'm not taking it seriously, but it's like, I'm just, I'm just doing it because I like it. yeah it's like there's no right or wrong with with either way with the pro card like I think it's just it's cutting through the noise and thinking about having that internal conversation with yourself instead of having that conversation with yourself while you're surrounded by an algorithm that's probably slamming it right in your face all the time does that make sense
1: yeah 100% And, and I completely agree because even if so if you're not genetically gifted and you just happened to enter a pro qualifier full of other non-genetically gifted people and you have the best work ethic that day you're gonna then get your pro card and go into a pool full of genetically gifted individuals and that is your competitive enjoyment essentially over because if you get a thrill out of like if you got the thrill of being like a top level amateur and you're winning show after show after show, you've now gone from being here in the amateur scene to being here on, on the pro scene. And as soon as you get there, like it's only the genetically gifted that are ever going to get any higher. So then you're straight away. That's it. Like, do you know what I mean? So I feel like if it's hard because unless, unless you can look at yourself objectively, you do need that outside person to say like, listen, like, this is where you can get to. Do you want to just enjoy being an amateur or do you want to push and then be at the bottom of the ranks here? And I feel like, unless it's your partner, nobody's ever going to be, give you that reality. Do you know what I mean? The difference between the pro league, I feel like, you know, in
0: football, they have about 10,000 leagues. Even when I <laughs> weekend I was like, does bodybuilding need, like, league one, league two? I don't know the other leagues. Like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, we kind of have that, but not really have that. Because, when you look at the pro, you know, I only watched Bikini um, at the weekend because one of my athletes, Chloe, was doing it. But like, there's a massive difference between top 10 and last call out, like 100%. massively. And it's not discrediting the last call out, but it's like, it's almost as if there's like a league within a league, but it's not. It's they're all in the same thing, but it generally looked like a league within a league. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. And, I feel like it's most that I, I think I feel like when I watched the figure, there wasn't that much difference. Like they all looked amazing. Not that the bikini athletes and the Wellness effects didn't, but you could definitely see the difference. And like you said, it was it was like a league within a league. But to be fair, I feel like in bodybuilding we kind we kind of have that. If you look at like, for example, like the amateur leagues, and then you've got like the PCA pro cards. And then the IFU pro card. Not that PCA pros aren't at the level of IFU pro, but you know what I mean? Um, they're not
0: realistically. Because I know some
1: so people, when they get their pro card, they're
0: like, they have, they made this massive thing that a pro debut has got to be like this massive thing. Mate, I'm going to be honest with you. If I ever, God, can you imagine if we had this conversation, I would lol. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if I do, you do a pro qualifier, right, it's because I want to experience what it's like just yeah. what it was like um but if i say for example i, I roll, roll the dice and somehow i landed on a what's the casino ones anyway did well and um got the pro card i can tell you now i i'm gonna go oh fuck it i'm just gonna go straight into this pro league and just whatever see i think some people i see it where they have this they kind of like romanticize this pro debut this big thing i'm like huh. Just, just, just bloody do it. Like, you know, you've got to rip the band-aid off. off. Just bit the, bit, like, rip the band-aid off and it'd be fine. That's the way I'd do it, personally. I'd be like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to throw myself in.
1: I agree. That's exactly what I'm going to do next year. Like, I'm going to do, do, and get, well, I'm saying I'm going to get my pro card. I'm hopefully going to get my pro card. And straight away, I'll just do, it, uh, like, have my pro debut. Just because it's not... I'm not expecting to go into the show and win. I just want to see where I fit, like how I look against the other girls. I think that's really important because if you continue to do, if you're a, quite a good amateur, you continue to do like kind of not lower level shows, but you, you enter shows where the competition isn't that high, you're never going to know actually where you fit and like what level you're actually working at, what you need to work on, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I think just throwing yourself in is so much better. And I'm going to like do... The hardest shows next year, like I'm gonna do the Spain and the Portugal, and because to be honest, just the whole experience of the show day, like, is amazing. Like them big screens that you have behind you, which actually sucky had at yeah at the uh, NFM show, that was amazing. It threw me off at first. I turned around and, like see <laughs> my back, and I was like, i just like, a sexy <laughs> beast." <laughs> <laughs> it really threw me off, and like I did my my transition wrong, and I was like, like Get in the zone like don't do that again. But yeah, I thought that was <laughs> it. Really, I, I didn't know why, but I, I forgot that it was there until I saw it, and I was like, oh. God. But yeah, no, that was that was amazing. I loved that, and yeah, I just want to like do them them shows that have amazing production because again, that's just rolling the dice. Like when you enter a show like that, there's going to be like the genetic elite there, especially in the Wells division. All them girls were absolutely stacked But again, I want to see where I fare against these like amazing amazing athletes um and just enjoy it like that's i'm no, putting no pressure on myself next year like you said secret prep and just go under the radar jump on stage I I love, oh mate i love being a secret squirrel i love it <laughs>
0: Hey, Secret Screw is the way to go. The reason why I say Secret Screw is because Lucy, who listens to the podcast, she's like an OG competing buddy back from mom um, in pro days. She yeah. saw me last year at Fit Expo and at this point I hadn't told anyone, but she's so funny. She's listened to the podcast so long, she knew I was competing. She could like, oh, really? she's lies. She comes up to me, she goes, Secret Screw. I was like, what? She goes, you're competing. I'm like, no, I'm not. She's like, yeah, don't <laughs> me. I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's why I always say secret girl now. But do you know what it's good for as well? You cannot, it's like, you can't let it slip. Like, you cannot drop cover. So you've yeah. got to act normal and you've got to just like, like, because yes. if you drop
1: cover, then you, everyone knows you're competing. Yeah. It. <laughs> it was hard, like, working in the gym and, like, imagine having the same conversation Eighteen times a day of like, how far are you? How are you feeling? But like, one person after another after another, and I, I just wanted like, again, the intention is so nice, and like, when it when it's like your friends, it's fine, but it's when it's just like they're just random people saying it over and over and over again. And I'm just like, my head is so burnt out with this, and and yeah, this will, this is the last prep that I'll be doing two hours, which is going because I'm finished at the end of this month. So yeah, I think that will be a massive like weightlifter because people see you doing like an hour's cardio a day and then they'll start asking questions and you sat there behind the desk, do you know what I mean. So yeah, I can I can avoid that one too next year, help be a secret squirrel. I do think it it it's
0: what it helped me do as well is bodybuilding's very all consuming I have a business in bodybuilding. My husband downstairs is an online coach. Like bodybuilding, 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 fucking everywhere. And like, I do say you can't have too much for good thing, but Jesus Christ, like (laughs) there's only, as you say, there's only so much that you can talk about it with until you're like, I I actually feel drained. Like it's not giving me like that spark. That's why it helps me do. By being in this industry so heavily, I have to really check in myself and make sure that I'm like, Putting myself in the best scenario where I'm not going to get overloaded with the same questions and body building isn't going to be that thing where it's like it takes over 120% of my life and actually I've only got 100% to give any, eat anyway. Does that make yeah,
1: sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm in the same like position, almost like working like as an online coach. Joe, obviously, my boyfriend's an online coach. like. Um, Working in the gym, like there's just no escaping it. Um, I actually got a membership at a different gym just so I could like get a bit of peace from it. Like no one knows me. No one's going to ask me about how prep's going or how many weeks out I am or any of that. That didn't last long because they found out from Instagram and I got the same questions over and over again there too. But yeah, no, I definitely, I think it's good to have that little separation. I haven't actually been able to find that yet, to be honest. Me and Joe are making an effort now to do things that aren't anything to do in bodybuilding just so we can have a bit of a break from it. But again, that's not like a constant thing. It's just, well, we've got like these five weeks off prep together. We're just like making the most of it where we can.
0: Yeah. Do you know the way I, like the analogy I put is what swings one way swings the other way. Same thing with like, for me when I water load, I swing really well one way, but... Bloody hell, the next day I can tell you I swing the other way just as hard. And I think this is what I found has happened with me where I've gone, I've swung way too far one way of being everything 120% is bodybuilding. It's like, it swings the other way. And I yeah. do think a lot of people, I was thinking about this a few weeks ago, even a few days ago. And I was like, what, how come I've kept in bodybuilding? Because there's people that I, that I started with um on competing anymore and I do think oh, obviously I've got like compact and I'm in the industry in like different ways but I do think some of those people that aren't competing anymore they have they swung so far one way they swing so far back the other way that they they never come back to this like happy medium it's like again can't have too much of a whatever that saying is can't have too much a good thing yeah. but I do I, I do think it needs to be kind of normalized to be like you can do something which isn't some bodybuilding like you can just completely do something random and it doesn't have to be linked to cortisol or some sleep thing or it doesn't have to always come back to that. Like you can't like you have full permission and you give yourself permission to be a normal person, do what Mia wants to do, not Mia, the wellness girl, like or not Jasmine, whoever like do you know what I mean? I think that's what I've learned, especially this year. Like what actually like what do I like doing? And like you can't have those internal conversations if you're constantly in the industry, talking to everyone, Instagram this, like it, it, it's like someone's, con- it's like I'm trying to do this and my dogs would run in every fucking five minutes. You wouldn't get through <laughs> the podcast. And I think it's the same way when you need to have these internal conversations that you, you don't get because your time is what elsewhere and it's distracted.
1: Yeah, I also, I agree with that. And I think like sometimes having people around you who are like, you have to be bodybuilding 100% all the time it's great when you're on prep but then when you come out of that like you can all almost feel like guilty or like you have to like almost like not that I do I can't do shit but like I know some people that I'm friends with won't be fully honest with the people around them like as to like what they're actually doing because they're not like taking them they're finished prep they're not taking a meal prep everywhere that they go and like you know, it's okay to go to the cinema and eat popcorn and do, do you know what I mean? And like, especially with the environment I'm in now, like, it's a very 100% or or, or nothing type of situation. Like, you're expected to be on it all the time, no matter what. And I just feel like that's not sustainable long term. And if you do want to be in this, world, then you have to find that happy medium, especially what, like when you practice for God knows how long. Um and that's what I'm doing now. Like, don't get me wrong. I have a bit of an obsessive personality, so like, so like me, me coming off a little bit ends up going out of hand. But I, I've been really good this time. The the first prep I did, I put like twelve kilos on in like two weeks, and then couldn't get it off. It was disaster. But I've been really good. So I'm only four kilos up this time. So do you, it, there is something like because
0: I've had this similar situation post show where it's swung one way and it's swung the other way. Like yeah. So I completely can relate to that one, and I do think like everyone's a hundred. I found as well as everyone's version of a hundred percent is different. So like, someone who is, a single mum of five, her version of a hundred percent is probably going to be very different to someone who has no kids, has no ties, has you know all their time can go into like one thing, one one thing, and I think. Being 100% and having that all-enough all, men, all enough mentality is so, it teaches you so much and it's so important. Um, but I always think like you have to kind of, well, again, I'm just talking from personal experience. I've found that you've got to create your own version of what 100% is. And also yeah. understand that like sometimes 95% is still good and there's yeah. no like go like going kicking yourself for the fucking 5% because for me by when i've gone into those like traps and prep that's the way i kind of see it it's like it has to be 100 percent or nothing and that's the expectation as soon as like life happens you go into meltdown you can't handle it you don't know how to handle it because you're not prep. you've not prepped your brain in the right way to deal with that situation like the amount of fucking shit that happened last year in my prep oh my god you could only just laugh at it but like it was it on paper it was not the most perfect prep and I've spoken about this before but it was fine it yeah. up, like yeah. no one died and I still did like it was actually my best season to date so like you know and sometimes you life happens and like I think you know I, I do struggle and I have been thinking about it so hard lately with bodybuilding it's like it's that like this pool of there's there's bits in bodybuilding the mentality where it is so good for you but there's other sides where I think there's a there's still a screw loose that I think a lot of us have got to
1: turn or figure out a little bit does that make sense yeah 100% I completely agree and that that balance is just so important I do i everyone who I think is 100% all the time is is lacking in some part of of their life like that sounds awful, but
0: I love me rephrase that. So no, but, no but it does though. Like it, if, any decision you make, there is go like you can't do something will something will sacrifice. Like my yeah. business, doing my business and my prep last year hardly saw my grand and my mum.
1: Yeah,
0: hardly fucking saw them. I was a shit daughter and a shit granddaughter. I can tell you that now. Yeah,
1: yeah. priority priorities like, do you want to be a, a bodybuilder 100 all the time, or do you want to like nurture the? The relationships that are important to you and and your business and stuff like that and I think that applies to everybody yeah I, th- I think the people are 100 percent all the time most definitely will have some relationship lacking like issues or like yeah you, you can't be a hundred percent bodybuilding all the time and be a hundred percent with everything else so I don't I feel like it's not possible. No it, like you you probably can do it for like a week or so. Yeah
0: Maybe. Not so. but I always find it interesting how the pros do it. The pro, you know, especially the fathers that have got like wife and kids and things like that. So I'm like, I do not believe for one second that they don't have a life outside of it. Cuz like how how is it like in, you know, how is it possible? For example, Kerry's yeah. partner Mark, got two kids. Like, you know, he's still really fucking successful and I know for a fact he still makes plenty of time for his fucking kids. Yeah. So, you know, there, there must be some people, there must be some cracks in this, like, thing. There must be some people managing to this <laughs> out somehow. That's what I always think of anyway. But, yeah, I know what you mean, because I know the, like, the word balance triggers a lot of people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and Again,
0: everyone's black balance is different. Some people who might be 50-50, some people who might be 80-20.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't yeah. think anyone can decide that what that what that means to you apart from you because like everyone's life's different oh, so exactly. true so you mentioned about your boyfriend yes right i've got mentioned about the twinning of the colors on stage i'm here for <laughs> it i did block <laughs> it right so i saw you both wearing green i thought oh maybe that's coincidence and then and I, I looked on your instagram i thought oh shoot she's done yellow at pca oh this is a thing it's <laughs> like a full-on
1: thing i love it yeah so he was actually so at fitx he was meant to wear because i was wearing white he was meant to wear black but then he decided that his green fit better so he broke the pattern unfortunately but he is <laughs> he is going to get so i had a pink cone for the sunday and he was going to get pink trunks but they wouldn't come in time and then it, I end, it ended up just being misfitness anyway so it didn't matter but yeah we our intention was definitely to uh to match but winning the overall we PCA together was just that like that was not expected at all we just wanted like a picture together wearing our matching outfits <laughs> but never expected to have like like a picture with the swords that was crazy honestly it was so that was like the, the highlight of like nothing's gonna gonna top that this year like no matter what overall i win like being able to win that with joe is just like the best mm, that's so, cute. <laughs> so
0: cute how do you guys prep though like together any
1: tips for people that are in the prep boat with their other half um i would say like definitely communication some like we know when each other are kind of In a good mood, in a bad mood, struggling, whatever, and we know how to play it. But like before, it got to that point, it was definitely like communication, like constantly saying like, "Oh, I'm feeling a bit like this, I'm feeling a bit like this." Or if you end up feeling like a little bit snappy, just apologize straight away, like, "I didn't mean that," or whatever. I th- yeah communication is definitely the number one on that but also just like helping you through through your prep so he's definitely more helpful to me than than I am to him I'll be honest like he cooks all my food I probably cook my food once this entire prep oh my god stop here yeah so that's like amazing mate like <laughs> He, I cook all of Joe's meals yes.
0: <laughs> I, I need to choose better man I'm joking. <laughs>
1: and the deal was like so even though I'm giving you this advice I didn't actually stick to it myself so like he was gonna Joe was gonna cook all the food and I was gonna do the washing except I haven't been keeping up with my end of the bargain very much (laughs) so we're used to doing the washing too oh well um that's probably it. it that's that's
0: the first time recovery is missing it so
1: <laughs> yeah so not ideal but to be honest we've been absolutely fine right up until peak week now i'm like cool as a cucumber like just i don't get stressed at all and um, but joe becomes like super highly strung. so like the slightest thing will set him off he's stressed about everything nothing's right like it's just constant stress so like Doing three back to back peak weeks. That's when like it came to week two and like we were struggling and like I we we weren't like like we were kind of just like staying away from each other a little bit, you know, in this tiny flat that we've got to. Not ideal, but yeah, we got to the third peak week and we both decided like so that it, that was kind of the reason that. I wanted to not do finals too. like Just give him an opportunity to get some shows done when I'm not deep into prep and then he'll be finished by the time I'm getting deep into prep. Although we did it fine this time around, I think the best thing for our relationship and just even if it's one week, to not have that one week of stress Mm -hmm. is to not do the exact same shows going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe in the future we'll be able to I think because we both weren't lean enough that that for him that was the biggest stress of all um because we competed with each other in Denmark and it wasn't that stressful because we, well I wasn't happy with how Joe was so that, that a part of that stress was taken away but yeah I think if you do want to do shows together great test the waters um but then I think if you're struggling then just just not I wouldn't say prep in complete contrast times because you do want that time that you can actually do things together and have the freedom of going and enjoying food and stuff like that, so I wouldn't say like one prep one time the other prep the other but just like kind of overlap them a bit so your you know, in the the depths of prep at separate times. I would yeah, say.
0: like the way I see that, I have like this visual of like being in flow, where you've got like the yin and yi the yang, and it's kind of it's like sway. It's all in rhythm together, but it's like swaying yeah. each way depending. it's kind of like someone pulls yeah. and the other person comes back. Like I think that's such a nice way to think about it. And also, yeah. you don't. I, Everyone's relationship is different. Like, you don't know what is the most optimal way to do things. I'm going bodybuilding now to use the same optimal, but like <laughs> you don't know what's optimal until, as you say, like you test and you trial it. The same way with peak weeks, you test and trial different things. I think with relationships, there are ways to do it. Like and some people work great, like when they're in the same complete same mindset some people they have to be complete other ends of the spectrum for it to work and then as you guys have figured out it's like yeah we're kind of in like the same camp but we're not like on the exact same like
1: yeah mine's... yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's definitely the best the best like solution for us specifically and um, prep at the same time but just one finish before the other and have them that horrible like bit that you get to in prep just make sure that that's contrasting and yeah. um, but yeah no i definitely wouldn't have, have changed how we did it this this season because if we'd have done that we'd have never of both on nfm and both on the overall pca and both on the X. so like i wouldn't change it for the well, world but i know from future reference i'm never doing three back-to-back pp at the same time so <laughs> ever again <laughs>
0: The same way you were 24 hours bikini girl, you just tick something off the bucket list, it's fine. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I need to I know I've asked you this before and I can't remember why you do it, but explain to me the various ensembles you put on your head on show day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know how else to explain it, but I know you've come before, but it's always really noisy, and I'm actually like a bit deaf. So I'm like, I just not, I'll be honest, I just nod along. I'm like, I'm gonna have to ask her again and I can't remember. <laughs> so please tell me.
1: So the reason why I wear a wig is because so my hair, so if my glutes so obviously it's podcast, so I need to explain it in words. So like my, <laughs> so my um my hair comes about It used to come to basically just before the bottom of my glutes. So, like, obviously that in terms of what they want to see for a show is, like, a foot too long for where it needs to be. Now, I wanted to just wear my hair naturally. So naturally, I've got quite a tight curl. But even, like... Where it falls to when it's curly is still like halfway to my glutes. so it doesn't come up that high. So I had a choice: I could either cut five inches off it, but I think it was like more like six. Wow. Um. Yeah, or I can wear a wig. So then, obviously, I, I'm like, my hair is secret at that time, so I was like, I'm not cu- cutting my hair, absolutely not. So I got a wig, and then the wig, like, literally, because I have so much hair, like, trying to get it inside the wig cap was like putting so much pressure on my head mm. that I got to the end of show day and I was literally ready to pass out but the wig is definitely the was the best option for me because it's so quick there's no stress of like doing your hair it's mm. like glue the wig to your head and you're good to go well, you have to just curl it beforehand and whenever you want like weeks before everyone. so that was that was ideal and it meant that, like, I wasn't actually damaging my own hair. Like, I don't even own a hairdryer. Like, I literally have one curling wand and that's it. Like, I don't do anything to my hair. Just get out of the shower and it is what it is. Like, no effort at all. So, yeah, I. Uh, it meant that I wasn't, like, damaging my hair. After years of not putting heat on it, I didn't want to, like, start competing and then suddenly just start damaging my hair week after week after week. Mm. Um, but then this year I decided to try and like just go natural. So I, I curled it so it was higher. But by the time it got to actually getting on stage, it was all dropped down and frizzy as hell. And um, so I know not to do it like that. And then, yeah, the, the past two weeks have been a disaster. I tried to like straighten it a little bit and then curl it. And that just didn't work either. So to be honest, I'm at a loss on the hair front. Uh, I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah, sorry. For Amateur Olympia, I cut five, I cut five and a half inches off it. And then I compete. It was the first time I would competed with my hair natural. And mm-hmm. that was my sixth show last year. And I was buzzing, like, oh, I can wear it natural. And then I got my feet back and it was like, oh, yeah, your hair's too wide. And I was like... Too Why? wide? Yeah. So in my pictures, my hair was wider than my shoulders. And I was like, oh, my God. You're in the back shot. So you couldn't see any, any taper whatsoever. It was literally just a head with hair and then glutes at the bottom i was just like oh no. so yeah that was that out the window because after five and a half inches off i'm not going any shorter than that so yeah I, i'm at a loss with the hair i don't know
0: do. I, I don't blame you hard i've never heard of the feedback being like your have your hair's too wham.
1: like right. i know <laughs> and like, i can't make it any more narrow so like <laughs> it's just i don't know like when you get if you ever go and get your hair blow dried like what does it do? Um blow dried like that's that's not doable. Like you you'll blow dry it but it, it's just it's just a puff do you know what I mean? So you can blow dry it as down as as it needs to go. I'll take one foot out of the hairdressers and it'll just oh, so it's either yeah it's straight or it's curly and both of those are quite a lot of effort so I just wear a natural so much so much easier.
0: I was going to ask you what the plans are for Texas, but I think I might skip that question. I um, have yeah. <laughs> no idea. So I usually, I usually end these episodes with what makes you not just bikini girl, but obviously you're not a bikini girl. So what makes oh. you not just a wellness athlete? So something that like we wouldn't know about you that isn't like related to bodybuilding like at all.
1: Oh, um, I guess the only thing sport has been like a huge part of my life forever um and i guess the one thing that got me into like the whole process in the first place well i was actually um a sprinter from like a really little kid like i started running on the track when i was about i was about seven Um which wasn't the best idea i've got like shin splints that never leave now like I go on the stair master five minutes and they're gone. Um, so it's not ideal but yeah I used to sprint um for the county and do like riding for the county too so I have a horse so that's uh something that makes me not just uh willing to suffer <laughs> but yeah I guess the reason why I didn't um why I got into competing is just kind of not going to the gym just to look good because so as soon as I left school and I stopped like sprinting I just wanted to do it to look good I didn't have an arse at all like I had the flattest arse you could ever possibly imagine so like my my goal was to grow the glutes um and then I just wanted like kind of an end result to that like something to show at the end of it rather than just going to the gym and you know working on being happy with your physique which no one's ever fully like happy with other mm. so yeah it's just a nice way to um have that kind of
0: Beginning and end to the process. I love that. I've honestly can say I did not expect the conversation today to go the way it has, but I've I've absolutely <laughs> enjoyed it no end because it's like it's really. I'm hoping that the listeners will agree, but like it's just been like interesting in like, my perspectives and really honest reflection, and like yeah, just you showing like how transparent and honest and authentic in this podcast. I really appreciate you for doing this because I think it's gonna help a lot of people and i've certainly enjoyed this
1: discussion i've really enjoyed it too it's been great I've, I've not really like had a reason to kind of i don't think i've ever said like how much like that first show actually knocked my confidence and it's only like speaking to you now that i've really like even told myself like i knew it but i've never like had to think about it but yeah it yeah it was it was nice kind of getting it out there yeah sure. just got through the dice man if anyone's listened
0: to it's this nice just got the thrill (laughs) we'll see you guys in the next episode i will leave all of mia's details below so definitely go and do reach out to her and don't say she's gonna get a pro card but do like if you like (laughs) let her know yeah thank you so much babe and i can't wait to see you in texas it's gonna be sick
1: oh thank you so much i loved it